Project Safety Net New York is a nonprofit organization promoting health, safety, and achievement for members of all communities across Long Island. It is one year ago that Project Safety Net New York shut its doors in accordance with the national state of emergency in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. I sat down with Jennifer, Lenny, Elizabeth, Kelly, and Raphael, who work on our client frontline team, and this is what they had to say about our response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Hey guys, so uh, I was wondering, uh, what was it like one year ago at the very beginning of the pandemic, and how are you doing now, one year later? Jenna, do you want to start us off? Sure. So it was definitely a unique experience Um, here at the office. We decided uh, the the CEO of the company decided to um, shut us down as per the CDC and the DOH. um, And we started working completely 100% remote from home. So that was definitely a learning curve in itself. I know everybody else can attest to that. Um, Trying to um, have everything connected with our net extender and our emails at, at home, making sure that our clients were okay. That was um, absolutely a priority. Uh, at the time I was working in health homes before I became a program coordinator for Highway to Health. And um, we contacted our clients more frequently. We made sure that they had everything they needed. And within that beginning time, they needed us so much more than they had ever before. And it was so important that we, you know, took everything off our plates and then made sure that they were okay and they had everything that they needed um, in place to, to survive during the pandemic because a lot of them have limited access to internet services and as everything was going virtual, it was so much more difficult to, to help them you know, to help them get the, the services that they needed, especially with the DSS office and um, housing and, and different rehab facilities and everything like that. It was, it was definitely a challenge, but we worked through it. We had daily meetings where, you know, we voiced our, our issues with independent clients and um, we worked together. We put our heads together and uh, we worked everything out and it became more efficient and we started a really good flow. I think, uh, Jenna, you and I actually left out a few days earlier than everybody else because of our extenuating circumstances with me having somebody that was a senior citizen in the house and with your kids being sent home yeah. early with the schools closing early. So we we actually we're coming up 13th. The March 13th is a year for me. I know 13th was the day yes. that I left the office for the first or for the yep. first, I guess, and last time, as it were. Yeah, it was for me actually too, because of the the schools were shutting down and my kids were home. So that was another, uh, you know, kind of juggling work back and forth between having my kids home and learning virtually and then working full time from home. That was definitely uh, a big struggle. So kind of balancing everything out. That was uh, that was actually one of the thing one of the first things we had to establish at the house was. Um, Text messages are great, but don't talk to 
<laughs> during the hours of nine to five, you could send me a text, but uh, pretend that I'm at work between the hours of nine to five. And that goes for everybody. That's the kids. That's the husband. That's the father-in-law. So uh, just establishing those boundaries in the house, it was a whole different learning curve for everybody because having mom available at the house all the time um, is definitely a whole new thing for them yeah. it was a whole new thing for them so it was kind of nice for them but then it's like wait no you guys have to kind of pretend that I'm at work <laughs> <laughs> it, it really was a, a big struggle it definitely was I remember there's there were so many times where my kids would ask me questions that I'd be on the phone with a client or on a zoom call and I'd be trying to pushing them out of the out of the view of the camera or trying to keep them quiet during a, a phone call with a client or even the DSS office or Island Harvest you know it's there's so many so many memories with that. It's just, it was very, very, very difficult. And to be calm and collected on the phone with a client while they're panicking and they're in a complete crisis was I, I definitely a learning skill <laughs> that I've learned over the past year. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with Jennifer and Elizabeth on what they're saying. Like it was definitely a challenge starting to work from home. Definitely shout out to our IT people for helping us get everything set up virtually because it was so hard and then trying to balance it all and, and just being scared of the virus itself. That was a whole other layer to it. So it's crazy to think a year later, I just, I, it's crazy. It was a crazy experience to go through. I feel like, you know, it's something that I'm going to tell my kids about in the future. Um, they're going to be like, how did you do that? And it's, it's just crazy. It's a crazy part of history. I think it also kind of opened up the agency and probably, I mean, I know a lot of businesses all around the world to the idea that people can work from home. It, it is, it is something that can happen. So, um, I remember one of the first times that we went back to the office, uh, the, the traffic in the morning, it, there was none. And it's still very low when you go first thing in the morning, there really is not as much traffic. And that is actually, you know, if you think about the good and the bad, that's actually one of the good things that's come out of this. The fact that a lot of companies have come to the point where they realize, you know, we don't really need our staff here all of the time. They can do some of these things at home. They can stay home some days during the week. Um, and as long as that works out for the employees themselves, it's it's great that companies have taken that on and, and taken that as a possibility for their employees. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. The, the traffic alone, just to bring up that point again, mm. is was so much easier. It was a breeze getting to the office when we first started back. And even like throughout the pandemic, you know, coming here for a couple of minutes just to get something and then go back home and, and work the rest of the day from home. Um, and then also, you know, helping the clients virtually like this is our this is our new world that we live in. And I would say our company has really, truly adapted. Um, for the better and we have progressed and branched out so so much with you know with our virtual platforms that you know that we're gaining on right now it's really great and you can see it helping the clients as well you know and, and they're learning too it's a learning curve for them as well but we're here to you know help them along with that how about you uh lenny and Raphael? what was it like a year ago at the beginning of the pandemic and how are you doing now, a year later? Well, for myself, um, I know I will say that I was a bit freaked out um, due to my um, 
health status. Like um, I am HIV positive. So when it came down to my status, I was, I think, one of the people that uh, got to go home a little early because I wasn't too sure of what to expect um, with such uh, with a virus that nobody had any information of or how to take care of it or anything. So I was definitely freaking out. And I definitely appreciate that um, our higher ups definitely took into into consideration um, everybody's different situation. Um, but looking at now, I think I didn't have I did have a lot to worry about, but I didn't have a lot to worry about because I my medication alone works as a some sort of like protective field alone the way I like to look at it so that I didn't overthink things or like because in the beginning I found myself washing my um, cereal boxes I would clean that my cans my eggs like I would open my eggs and I would clean them individually because I don't know you know when you have to check them so you open them and you grab one so it was just adjusting to this whole new life and like Elizabeth said adjusting to the to the working at home and setting those boundaries where yeah you know I'm home but you cannot call me at these times because I'm still working, even though my car is in the driveway, doesn't mean you can show up. So it was just setting those boundaries that was a little difficult. But in the end, I think we were all able to master that some way in our own little way. Um, but I want to say that we all rose to the occasion and we were able to just master this remote learning and still uh, service our clients and in the process, um, start new things as well. So... Um, I mean, for me, it was, and the team that I, I led at the time, you know, our, our hybrid health team, um, it was very challenging. A lot of our outreach was done going to various treatment centers across Long Island for people that struggle with substance use. And to go from uh, a schedule where we were in the field three and a half, four days a week to then working remotely from our homes was very um, interesting to say the least. Uh, and although we had the capability to provide services through Zoom and social platforms, um, a lot of the centers did not. So we really you know, had a real deficiency in gaining new clients and providing our services. <coughs> Excuse me, um, I will say, we did have uh, success conducting follow-ups with the clients that were, that were already in our care and using uh, things like websites like DocHub uh, and New Certified and other HIPAA compliant um, websites. We were able to conduct the, in, the intakes, the, the follow-ups with our clients, get them the gift card incentives that we provide for them for participating in the programs. So, um, and then, you know, the other challenge was testing services, which uh, the grant team that I manage now, our Project Connect team, um, we've still, you know, had some issues identifying clients, uh, you know, that are living with HIV as, as well as, you know, just getting people in for testing. Because also too, you know, we're limited to what we can do. And a lot of people are still scared. A lot of people are not exactly willing to just go any place, you know, some people are still going out as needed. So, our hope is that now that we resumed our in-office testing for HIV, hepatitis C, and you know the other STIs that we test for, 
um, and with the promotion and distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine, um, you know, we are starting to see people coming, uh, reaching out to us, you know, on the phone, on the social apps that we use on our smartphones, um, reaching out to our website and things like that. So we're starting to see that people are, are starting to re-engage. So we're hoping that this year um, is going to be much more um, back to business as it was, but I don't know if it'll ever be exactly what it was because, you know, the world has changed and people have changed. And, um, you know, I think we, we learn and we grow and we definitely have more uh, safety protocols enacted and that we follow uh, that protect not only, you know, our clients, but as well as our staff and ourselves and the people we go home to. So um, it's been a challenging year, but, you know, what they say is what they say. Like, what doesn't kill you makes you grow stronger. So I think we've definitely grown together as a team, as a department, as well as an agency. So that's my spin on it. Yeah, where the, the testing department has been presented with um, some of those problems where they haven't been able to actually meet their clients in person, Health Homes hasn't had quite as much of that problem. Um, we've been able to find other ways to meet with our clients. Um, we call them one, We call them a little bit more often. Uh, as Jenna was saying earlier, we try to make sure that we're contacting them, but there have been other challenges that we've had. We've had a lot of clinics at, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, they weren't quite sure how to handle um, the pandemic and what it was going to bring and how they could let clients in just for their appointments, um, substance abuse treatment clients that were just closing completely, and people weren't able to come in for their appointments, uh, for their, their regular treatment. It, it was kind of a mess at the beginning. So we were troubleshooting a lot of the issues our clients were coming to us with that we had never faced before. So um, there were some very unique challenges at the beginning of the pandemic just because of no one not quite knowing what to do at that point, how they would be able to allow clients into an office setting and keep them safe and be able to uh, not spread the virus itself within the office setting. So it definitely presented its its own challenges. But along the way, it also presented um, some new ways of interacting with clientele. Telehealth has been an amazingly wonderful piece of of the puzzle that's kind of been put into the uh, into play. It's a wonderful way to be able to do follow-up appointments with clients, especially when we work with clients that are dealing with transportation issues. You know, when you go in for a doctor's appointment and then that follow-up appointment is just to see, you know, just to follow up on blood work or follow up on how the medication is working. And all you really needed to do was walk into that office for 15 minutes to talk with your doctor. A telehealth appointment is a great way to have that appointment, have that face-to-face -face connection. And most of our clients, even though, you know, there may be some, some income insecurities, most of them do have access to a smartphone. So they actually have access to that telehealth appointment. So they're able to see their, their doctor face-to-face -face and have that follow-up appointment without having to worry about that transportation. So even though there were some really big challenges at first, there are some things that have come out of this uh, that have really helped some of our clients be able to stay in care um, and, and kind of eliminate some of those gaps in care that we were dealing with before. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. One of the things that, uh, I, one of the things I forgot to, to say earlier was, uh, 
the when we first started to be able to see our clients again when we first start i remember when we first started to be able to see our clients again i remember the first client and i was so happy that i told her i was like you're the first client that i get to see in person that i get to enroll in person and you have no idea how happy i am to see you in person and she was so thrilled to hear that you know it made her day but it made i you know i i hope that she understands how much it made my day to be able to see her in person for the first time after months and months and months of being uh you know on a phone over over a phone doing enrollments so it was so nice and and as we're picking back up it really it really helps and i'm sure the rest of the team can can attest to this to be able to see our clients in person again uh is is definitely um the, the many months of not being able to see our clients in person is really really drove home why we do what we do um we miss our clients. We love being able to see them. And as we get to see our clients in person, these pe the people that we see in the community in person, again, it really drives home the fact that this is why we do what we do. We love to see our people. So it was really nice. I'll never forget that first appointment after the pandemic when we got to see our people in, pe in, in person again. It was wonderful. Thanks for listening to Outreach, a Project Safety Net podcast featuring stories from the front lines of community engagement. For more information about Project Safety Net, visit us online at projectsafetynet.org. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash projectsafetynet.org. Follow us on Twitter at PSN underscore NY. And follow us on Instagram at Project Safety Net.